Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga. And thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or a subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to Hewitt Home, I'm Tracy Koga. This is our final episode of our Best of Summers here on Hewitt Home. Next week we'll have a brand new show. Today though we'll celebrate music, and maybe let's call it the diversity in music. You're going to meet Ona Lou. She's a Winnipegger, but she's bringing her own special brand of South America right here to the prairies. But first, let's meet torch jazz singer Serafin La Riviere. Now, Serafin has a beautiful gift for music, but perhaps their biggest gift is becoming a parent. I am getting to love this Zoom because I am getting to meet such incredible people from all over Canada, all over the world, but I want to say hello to Serafin La Riviere. Did I pronounce it right, Serafin? Yep, La Riviere. That's just perfect. <laughs> and right now you're in Toronto, but you said that you commute between Toronto and Montreal and where else do you call Actually, home? Toronto and um, between Toronto and a little tiny village in North ha- called North Hatley in the Eastern Townships. Ah, oh, beautiful. Um, which has like a population of 400 year round, and then in the summertime it goes up to like 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh yeah, and that's but, when you're not there so, anymore, no. <laughs> no, I've I've I was actually writing out most of COVID there, and I wrote oh. half of the album and arranged the music for the album in there because we were in the middle of this village in the middle of nowhere during a pandemic so yeah but no i don't don't make it into montreal too much quebec city i sing there quite a bit during pre-covid times oh yes okay so let's talk about the album and like you and so many other singer songwriters and artists uh 2020 was a lot of writing (laughs) a lot of isolation so this album what kind of obviously what kind of songs motivated you and then now, I guess getting this album released is kind of different too as well, correct? Oh, it's crazy. Um, I had actually planned to record the album uh, back a year ago in, in the end of March uh, in 2020. And then, of course, you know, all heck mm-hmm. broke loose. And um, it was interesting because I, I hadn't written music. My last album was 10 years before. And I had taken kind of a hiatus because we adopted our son and um you know for any new parents out there <laughs> you know what it's like trying to juggle bathing with child <laughs> with childbearing never mind a career so i was doing gigs in quebec i have an agent in quebec city and i was doing gigs there but mostly i was at home and i hadn't written any music and so i thought i'll include two originals that i wrote 
quite some time before and then I'll just do cover songs and kind of arrange those mm -hmm. a little bit differently. And when COVID hit, you know, because I'm normally a jazz artist, I, I felt like all the rules had just been tossed out the window, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I, I started arranging the songs, the jazz covers that I was doing sort of in different ways, borrowing from, you know, country and pop and, and um, soul and funk. And then I started writing and I wrote because I had this terrible parenting day. Like, you know, those days where you're just like, you might as well just start putting money in the account for your child's therapy year later on, you know? <laughs> Let was, alone yours. I was, oh, I was homeschooling and any parent out there that had to do that deserves every amount of adulation that there is in this planet. Um, I'd had a terrible day. My, my adoptive mom had died and I needed advice and she wasn't there. And I was downstairs and I wrote this song called Mom. It's actually the next single we'll be releasing uh, later this month. And it opened this gate for me of writing about, uh, about fear and, and about comfort and solace as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote these very sort of personal songs and, and it informed the way I sang the songs that I had chosen for the album. I ended up writing six songs and then kept losing standards as, as I went along. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a very powerful time. I actually really, I know I'll remember that period for, for, for my life. It was, it was really powerful for me. And it was interesting going back as you were talking about you're kind of throwing your normal jazz go to into other different genres and I really kind of think music especially this year took that plunge well, like there is crossovers galore and you know you, you artists that you would normally hear on a country station you hear on pop and then pop would be country or rock and I, I think it's beautiful um, your experience I guess getting into these different genres too probably was uplifting for yourself to, even as an artist it was great because what I did was I was listening. To, I don't know about you, but for me, nostalgia was huge during the mm -hmm. pandemic. Those things that bring us comfort. So I was watching the Mary Tyler Moore show, and, <laughs> but I was also listening to old LPs that I had because I had a little record player. And I was listening to the LPs that I used to listen to, the songs on the LPs that I used to listen to over and over and over again. And I started thinking, what do I like about this song? What is it that, you know... All these years later, I still listen to it and think, oh, my God, that's perfect. Um, and, and so it made me, it forced me to sort of look outside of the genres because I have such a disparate um, taste in music over my lifetime because I'm older and, and you know, our tastes change as time goes on. Um, and, and, and then other artists were doing things, crazy things. Taylor Swift released a folk album. Yeah. <laughs> Stunning. It was stunning. And um, uh, Lila Bialy released a beautiful album. She's traditionally very jazz, and her album just spans the, the, the breadth of genre. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was an, a, a lawless year. <laughs> <laughs> and will you go back to jazz? And, and we have to say that jazz really is a, is a niche kind of genre. It hasn't mm -hmm. seen the growth like what we call pop music. And um, all the artists are so unique in themselves and great storytellers, which I probably think is really important for you. Right, Seraphim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love jazz, especially the American Songbook. By American, I mean the North American Songbook, which mm -hmm. is the classics from, you know, Cole Porter and, and Noel Coward and, and, you know, stuff that Bing Crosby sang and, and uh, um, 
Rosemary Clooney, those kind of songs. And, you know, you listen to those and you think, I did one of Rosemary Clooney's songs on the album, not, not one of her songs, but one of her signature pieces called You Came a Long Way from St. Louis. And it is the best, most badass song you can imagine <laughs> for the 1950s. You know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, uh, it's amazing to discover how common the, the, the lyrical threads are mm-hmm. them and now and oh, rediscovering yes. the, the, those meanings. I, yeah, I find that very powerful. And you can understand every single word that they're singing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Thank heavens for lyric. What is it? Lyrics. Easylyrics.com where you can just punch in and find yeah. out what, what the heck Elton John was singing in 1974 <laughs> through a haze of quaaludes. And, <laughs> you know, oh, it's a tiny oh. dancer. <laughs> yes, really. Um, yeah. So I want to go um, um, to you personally. Uh, mm. You did mention that you took a 10-year hiatus to, and, you know, you have a son who is now 10 yeah. years old, Nikki, and Nikki. it is a real journey, like amazing journey that you've taken, Seraphin, and I think it is something that, uh, if you're willing to, I don't know, but share, because it is a powerful sure. story, and, it, I mean, a great ending, too. It's, um, it is a continual a revelation every day, and I don't use that word lightly or, or glibly. When you sit and you look at this person who is becoming, you know, now he's pre-adolescent, he's 10, and I'm looking at him and seeing the human being that he is becoming and rising to be, and it's frightening because I think, oh, God, don't screw this up. <laughs> but also it's amazing because, you know, he's just like people. <laughs> he's got his own personality and his own and I can remember the traits that he had as a child, as an infant, and and see how they've sort of grown through time. And it's been a very powerful journey. And because we waited so long for him, because the adoption process is long, and it, we adopted him in the province of Saskatchewan. We were living there for a short time, and they made it so easy. But even still, it was a two-year process. And, um, you know, we were told that we would have a hard time adopting because we're not a typical uh, heterosexual couple. Um, not a typical normative family, um, and they took extra good care of us. Um, the, 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 you know, we hear about red tape, the bureaucracy, bureaucracy in, in, in Saskatchewan and Regina. The social services were amazingly supportive. Mm. Um, Canada has safeguards to prevent abuses of prejudice and abuses of exclusion, which I was so proud of to learn. I get emotional. I think about it when I think how their main focus is having a child in a home. Mm-hmm. That's it. They want a child in a home. And, uh, so, so that process of, of getting a child doing the, we had to do nine months of coursework and learning and classes and, and then waiting. And then we, we ended up fostering Nikki at first and it was nine months of nail biting. Oh, will the adoption go through nine months long? And um, I think I kept the potato chip companies in business. Like <laughs> it was just to heck with the pandemic. That was the big one. Um, and when it arrived, it arrived. The the, the slip from the the uh, judge arrived on my birthday on June seventh. Oh wow! And I know. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't need anything else. No. <laughs> No, that's so, yeah. No, that 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 is so amazing, and and I guess now too, obviously, life has changed. 
right? You're a parent, and there's certain things you just can't go run out and do a gig anymore. It's like a lot of no. planning before you step out of that door. And ironically, you know, COVID has actually been, I shouldn't say COVID, isolation has been kind of um, good for that, I suppose, or kind of conducive to that because I can't go out and do a little tour right now. I can't go and do a bunch of gigs to to release the album, which I would actually love to do. And I take my kid along and I give him my phone because he never gets to play video games. And I'm like, here, you can play a game on my phone. And of course, it's like crack cocaine to children, yes. right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so, but but it has changed the way I, I have released an album. And I've never had that happened before i just get notices oh cbc's playing your album and jazz <laughs> fm is playing your album and oh these people are buying it and bandcamp it went up live on bandcamp and it had 900 listens within an eight hour period and now it's at like almost four thousand. Wow. and the music video for take on me that i released yes. back in december that i shot myself and edited <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and hey. it's got forty thousand views on youtube so but i haven't left my house <laughs> so there you go. I, it, I know it, it is it is a real kind of a, a weird kind of situation because we yeah. all want to see you live. Like I would love to see you live, but mm. if I can see a video, I'll take that. And it's so yeah. strange. Yeah. So I guess moving on, Seraphin, looking into the future, uh, obviously writing more music. Mm-hmm. Will you still continue in the jazz? Or will you maybe become something else? You know, that's a really good question. I think I will always, you know, five of the songs on the album are from a jazz sort of ethos. Um, But I think, you know, I've always had kind of a hard time fitting with jazz. I've had, you know... I've had been been embraced in in San Francisco and in Toronto and 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 uh, in Quebec, mm-hmm. um, but it, I'm always a little bit different because my voice is kind of unusual and and uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting, and I can't scat to <laughs> save my life. I sound like a child burbling into their cereal. Like it just it's not good. Um, so I don't know. I I think I would like to sit where I am for a while, which is straddling a bunch of different fences and see. See how that goes. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to be. So I am hoping that you are going to give us a song. Yes, I would love to. The the single, the first single we released in December, which was released on a whim. I I was bored and (laughs) (laughs) wanted to do something. And um, we did this video and I learned how to edit and and it did really well. So I'm, and ironically, it's not jazz at all. So. Oh, so I'd love to sing that for you if you're okay. It's it's one of my favorite songs from the 1980s because mm-hmm. I'm an 80s kid, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it was done in a very sort of pop sort of way. And my first album 15 15 years ago was all pop songs redone as jazz tunes. But I wanted to take a pop song and do it as sort of a torch song, as a a quiet, intense sort of piece. And so I took "Take on Me" from the Ha. <gasps> Uh-huh. And remember that video with the like yes. the cartoons, the like, all sketchy cartoons and like yes. oh. big hair. hair. And, oh, it's great! <laughs> <laughs> so I redid it, and it, you know what? The song holds up so well. I watched the video, and I was like, "This video is amazing." Video. Well, um, there you go. So I got the rights, and I yeah, I recorded it. 
So, so yeah, I'd love to send that for you. Okay. Thank you so much, Seraphin. Seraphin oh, La Riviere, so we love you in Winnipeg. Can't wait to have you here perform live. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Amen. 
want to give a warm Winnipeg welcome to Ona Lou, and though you are so internationally known, I am so happy to know that Winnipeg is your home. So my first question to you, Ona Lou, is give us a little bit on your history and how Winnipeg became your landing place, I guess, so to speak. Um, well, we we're living in the United States at the moment uh, because I went to college there um, and my husband did too. And um, we wanted to try living elsewhere. Uh, Argentina has been in a constant crisis since like my whole life. And being an artist particularly is very hard. So we wanted to try somewhere else. And, and we kept uh, meeting people who had lived in Canada or who were living in Canada or who live in Canada and kept hearing these wonderful things. And we, my husband has a cousin here in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. So suddenly, like, everything aligned and mm -hmm. we felt like it was worth the shot. And we came five years ago and we love it. Like, if anything, like, I've been falling in love with it. Like my husband, for my husband was like love at first sight. <laughs> I think like the day we landed, like his eyes were like shiny and open. I, I was a, a little bit more skeptical. It took a while for me, but I, I love it every day more. Oh, and so let's talk about your time in the States. A, a graduate from Berkeley and wow, I mean, everybody that knows music has heard of Berkeley. How was that whole experience for you Onalu and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you get pretty immersed, don't you, in music? Oh yes, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about other places, but I think it must be like the most immersive musical experience you can have. Um, just the campus having so many musicians together, and then um, like such a an amazing offer of of um, classes, you know, you can learn music from all over the world with teachers that are experts in their fields who live, like who are active recording uh, musicians and just meeting musicians from all over the world and, and absorbing about their music, their culture and getting to create all the time. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I, I, when I was in Argentina, I studied classical composition before I, and it was such a different experience. You know, it was like a lot of studying by myself and I, it was beautiful. I learned so much, but I think to become the artist I am today, Berkeley was um, irreplaceable, a priceless experience. So commenting on that when you're talking about Berkeley and 
being around so many musicians and like-minded people like yourself, but you said music from all around the world. I think now this has given you the opportunity to, how we say, stick to your guns, but you know, your Latin music and, and your voice and the stories you tell are from the heart. We may not always understand it because it's not in English, but the language of music is universal. And I think now more than ever, we need to be exposed to more different, yes. different types of music from other cultures. Yep, I think it's a fascinating moment in history that we're living with social media and this reach we can have. And I think like I'm a bit of an idealist <laughs> and, and a pathological optimist, uh, but I think like the way to, to get over and evolve out of discrimination, racial discrimination, mm. religious, cultural, like I'm, I'm building a world together is getting to know. Like, I, I don't know what I've heard it, but it's much harder to hate someone you know. <laughs> you know? When you know, don't know something, it's easier to judge and to dismiss and, and to blame or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you connect with, with this aspect, which music communicates this like no other art almost, when we connect to the things that that makes us all the same, that we all share. You know, music talks about human experience, emotion, those things that transcend completely culture or religion or uh, sexual uh, identity. Or so I think it's, it's a very promising um, what music can do well, in this era. Yeah, well, it certainly is a gift. And let's talk about uh, you know, your transition from Argentina, and then you went to the States, I know, but then from to here now in Winnipeg and, and having a life, <laughs> how different would it be if you had not left Argentina? Where would you be now? Oh, that's a, such a great question. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, I, on one side, when you ask me that, I think, okay, I would be close to my family and friends who I miss so much. It's so hard for me to, to live far away. But artistically, like since I moved here, I've been able to, to make a living with my music through performing, through composing, uh, through teaching music. And that's simply like, maybe someone does it in Argentina, but it's, it's really hard. Even, and I am from Buenos Aires, which is a mm -hmm. city that is boiling with art, mm -hmm. but still like, there, there is not like the space for a, a musician to have a good quality of life and make a life and make a living um, when you are develop when a developing artist like myself. So I'm guessing I would be very happy, close to my family and friends, but also maybe more frustrated <laughs> artistically, um, maybe not being able to to do all I want to do with my art. Yes, and now, wow, no one could predict what we are living in <laughs> now for year two. How have you coped, you and your husband, um, through all of this, you know, pandemic, COVID, isolation, virtual, <laughs> no, no live performing? Well, it's been challenging, um, not being able to visit Argentina. Mm -hmm. I try to go every six months. Now it's been, of course, over a year. Um, but We've, all, we've both have had work, like we've, we're all working, um, so we, we haven't felt need, you know, and there's been like 
great programs to support arts and to support people through this, like in, in this country, which I am very grateful for. So it's been a challenge, but technology, as I mentioned <laughs> in my song, is great uh, to, as, as long as we don't forget to create real connections, we don't stay on the surface. Mm -hmm. But um, through technology, I've been able to still be close and, and share all these challenging times with my family and friends and, and also with my friends here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I know we're, it's, no one's written the book about it that says this is what no you one. have, <laughs> this is no, what this you is, have to do. <laughs> this is so, so crazy. Who could have imagined we no. would be in this position? I mean, some people did, but we didn't <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> well, so. and case in point though, a lot of musicians have taken this time and opportunity to write new material, to be inspired in different ways, and congratulations on your beautiful single. I will let you say the title. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's called Bailar de a Dos, which means dance in couples or dance in twos, like dance with someone else. Mm -hmm. And do you want me to talk a little bit yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's like, um, of course, today it means so much in, in the mm -hmm. literal sense, right? Like, we miss, like, for example, I, I used to dance tango here in Winnipeg with a tango community, beautiful yes. tango community here in Winnipeg, and I'm missing that a lot. And we're all missing like actual human contact, right? Mm -hmm. um, and but in the in the context of a song, it's also kind of a metaphor of building life with someone else. And I, I wrote this song actually f around five years ago, and and thinking about how you know sometimes we are culturally pushed to be like over focused on ourselves our plans success work um our inner peace our um organization our routine blah 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 and and i wrote this song these songs thinking how real happiness is not like all that is good mm -hmm. it's important it makes our life our everyday life enjoyable mm -hmm. but if you don't have someone to share it with if you're not building your life sharing your life with other people or someone else or others mm -hmm. um, that's it's not enough right um, having it having these individual things individualism in the end is not enough no no and it's so beautiful and i um will tease everybody with a short clip but uh a lot of scenes from Winnipeg, and I did recognize a lot of the dancers that you had. So it was oh, just like, oh my goodness, like, you know, here you were, and it's just like this hidden gem, and no, it's a, it's a beautiful little video, and it just brought back so many memories of, you know, those warm summer nights when they would have the tango out at the forks, and everybody would be dancing, and, you know, at, we can only wish, and, and you know, we, we do have hope that, yes, one day we will will return to that, but mm -hmm. I think it will feel much different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's going to be a readjustment for sure. <laughs> but yes, I, I think or I hope with all my heart that mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get that back. Yes. And uh, that freedom that we enjoyed of oh. getting together, holding each other, kissing each other, traveling <laughs> through the world <laughs> no. whenever we want it. It was Amazing, and um, I, I think we'll, we'll enjoy it more because yes. we understand better mm -hmm. how blessed we are to have that. And yes, we just have to wait. 
Oh yes, it's I know. And, 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 and act together, right? It, mm -hmm. Pandemic showed us that we, how connected we are, how the whole world is yes. connected. And, Something and we had it? had such a good, hard time understanding, now it's more evident. No. And if we kind of, uh, if I can go back to people in your life that influenced you for your music, uh, you know, I just want to touch on, you have worked with world-renowned artists and Latin Grammy winners. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing, Onalu. I mean, uh, I mean, it definitely obviously shows in your music, but uh, oh, Rosanna was one that oh. individual. I, it's just amazing. And she was a huge influence, like when her very, very big album, um, uh, she, she released that, I was 13, 14 years old, and <laughs> I listened to that album so much, and I had this friend who we loved to, we loved to sing together, and we would just walk through the streets in Buenos Aires singing out loud all her songs, and at that point I didn't know I wanted to be a musician or much less a songwriter or an artist, but that no doubt that made a deep mark on how I write songs and how I, it gave me um, a channel, mm -hmm. uh, a way to, an outlet for all these emotions, these feelings and, and yeah, and me, thanks, that was in Berkeley that that happened, she went to, for a talk there and I got to meet her and then she was doing some shows, uh, like a US tour and she's the most generous, amazing woman. And she started like inviting uh, some of the, of the students she was meeting to perform with her. And she was like, she's, many artists would go like, okay, yeah, come may, maybe do some background vocals there or whatever. She was like, no. She invited me to her New York show to sing in a, a duo with her. And she made me choose the song, whatever song I wanted. So I got to choose my favorite song from her. Like, who does that? Oh my goodness, like that yeah. must have been like priceless. Priceless, yeah, completely <laughs> priceless. And, and it's a, like a lot for someone that I, who is finding their way in the industry, it's, it's very inspiring to meet someone mm -hmm. who has made it, who has created such beautiful music, who, who, have, who had such an impact on so many people and meet them and see they are great people. I, it encourages, it encouraged me. To, oh. to follow on this path. And no doubt, I think you too, Onalu, would do that to any young woman yes. sitting in the audience for your concert or yeah. whatever. Yes, okay. no. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> I hope someone wants to, and of course I'll, I'll invite them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you though, if you could play a song for us. And, sure. oh, and, and before we go too, so you have your new single out, and the new album is gonna be coming out, correct? May 28th? Yes. 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 I'm so, going to be releasing another single mm -hmm. on April 30th, mm -hmm. Amor Cronico, Chronic Love, that's the title. And then uh, by the, uh, May 28th, I will be releasing the album. And the so album is called? Super excited. Diamond. Di Diamante. Diamante. So, Beautiful. Yes. That's <laughs> the title of the album. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. It's been five years since I released music. I've been yeah. composing, playing like crazy live mm -hmm. and stuff, but I haven't been releasing music. So getting this music out again, it's very important to me. And 
and it helps me keep <laughs> the energy and the optimism and the patience and the optimism about yes. everything going. Yes, always creating. Well, we can't wait to hear your song. Congratulations, Onalu. Do, do you want me to play Bailar de Adoso or another oh. song or the next release or Ooh. what would you like? Maybe the next release. Okay. Let's do that. Does this sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Otra vez una sonrisa amarga y este temblor en los huesos De saber que la enfermedad es igual al remedio Solo tenerte mi amor me hace efecto que adicción irremediable no sé vivir sin lo que me das, esto es incurable. Aunque sea mi amor, es bien nuestro este dolor. Crónicos los dos, enfermos de amor. Necesito una gota más de eso que me das. Crónicos los dos, enfermos de amor. No nos vamos a curar, fuego hasta el final. Vamos juntos haciendo tormentas, cayendo al vacío, abrazados En nuestro propio precipicio de lo no perdonado Vivimos con el corazón sangrando entre palabras prendidas a fuego En esta lucha hasta las cenizas que solo los dos entendemos Aunque sea mi amor, es bien nuestro este dolor Crónicos los dos, enfermos de Necesito una gota más de eso que me das Crónicos los dos, enfermos de amor No nos vamos a curar, fuego hasta el final Amor crónico que soy y si me voy que sea queriéndote que sea queriéndote crónicos los dos enfermos de amor necesito una gota más de eso que me das crónicos los dos enfermos de amor no nos vamos a curar fuego hasta el final Amor crónico, mi amor crónico. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. 
coming right up, I sit down with Ken Lozano, and he is the designer of Sartorial Funk and these great clothes that I get to wear each week on Hue at Home. And then we'll meet Adrian Sutherland. He's one artist that has really felt the isolation. He's turned a container into a production studio so he can create music. We talk about Respect the Gift, and you can also listen to his brand new single right here. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. Well, it's time to do a Skype interview with a very dear friend of mine, Ken Lozano. We all know him as Aldo Formal, Formal Wear. They're iconic in the city for the beautiful uh, suits that they make. And my goodness, I'm going to go to Ken now. Ken, you probably know like almost every groom in Winnipeg right now, correct? Yeah, uh, we've <laughs> been doing it for uh, quite a long time. So yeah, I've, I've I've created uh, a, a big clientele and uh, made a lot of relationships along the way. Yeah, no, indeed, special days, right, for people that are getting married. But you've now, well, I wouldn't say now, this has been a, a baby of yours for quite a while, but you've mm. launched your own fashion line, uh, Sartorial yeah. Funk. So first of yeah. all, let's talk about the name. It's a different name, and, you know, my my goodness, I have to think about it every time I say it. Yeah, yeah so Sartorial Funk means uh, basically uh, uh, I was taught how to how to dress Sartorial, which means um, proper, clean, um, but I always broke the rules, so I, I, I decided to add my own funk to it. So that's where the name um, came to the idea. Uh, so I thought I'd just like share it with the whole with the whole community here. Well, and you are one not to always play by the rules. You like to break them. And yeah, I am so happy that you have now become my fashion stylist. You've taken yeah. me outside of the box. So I'm going to stand up and I'm going to let you explain the new look here for Sartorial sure. Funk. Okay, go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so the top that you're wearing today is um, inspired by like a Japanese fit. Uh, right now, moving forward to fashion, um, I've been... I've been doing like more of an oversized fit, um, and then at the front, uh, I I decide to add like cargo pockets just to add some detailing. Um, now th those trousers that you're wearing right now are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, they're made out of uh, tweed uh, wool, so they're perfect for fall and winter. And if you guys notice, there's a like a four-inch waistband, high-waisted pant. And they're actually enclosed on the side with a side zipper and a couple clips there. So uh, just to infatuate the, the, the front side of the waistband. Um, then if you look like on the bottom, I decided to do more of a flare uh, finish to, to the pant just to kind of match the oversized fit of the shirt. So yeah, uh, this is Satorial Funk, uh, a little bit more of a, a fun formal but yet casual uh, side of me too as well, for men and women. Wow. You know yeah. what though, and I have to admit, Ken, these pants are so incredible. The fabric yeah. is so beautiful too as well. And yeah. I want to say that this is a different side of you, a little bit more getting into the tailored look. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, people know me as uh, creating like suits, formal wear uh, throughout my whole career. So I, I kind of want to like, Bring a different aspect to to the table, you know what I mean. So, not only that, it's it's nice to show like the street side, um, the fun side of like um, my fashion, right? So, and plus, it's like 
portfolio for everyone to wear. So um, that's the reason why I did that. Oh, well, you know what? Your talent doesn't come too far from your father. So how much yeah. is your dad an influence on you? Oh, from this day on, he's still an influence <laughs> in my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that he's still working with us. Um, you know what I mean? And he, he carved out my path for me. Uh, I learned so much things from him in the past uh, that really helped me in work and in, in life too as well. Uh, not only that, like I, I, I get to teach him some things too. So it, it, it goes hand in hand, right? So we're, 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 we're such a strong bond that, that no one can stop. Wow. And okay, so let's get into it. 2020 sure. probably wasn't the year that you banked on. Uh, no. You know, no, no weddings, no, no grads. How no. have you coped and, you know, made this a turnaround for you during this lockdown now that we're in again? Yeah, like, you know, this, this year started off as a really good year for us uh, until the pandemic uh, hit. Um, you know, like, um, we, we were breaking records here and a, a lot of clients came here and just, just, just to kind of inquire about our services, right? Uh, then uh, obviously COVID um, came along and kind of put everything on pause. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's a life lessening thing right now. Um, it, it's not just us, but it's for everyone. Right. So, uh, now it's a really, really good time to be really nice to each other. Um, no, no matter what, uh, just to kind of like, you know, appreciate what we have in life. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's how I've been coping with things. Um, also, uh, now that I have like a lot of time in my hands, I've been branching out to other, um, resources to keep my, 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 my sane, I guess, like just to keep me like in check. So I've been doing a lot of like photography, um, designing a little bit more clothing, um, and, you know, always keeping in touch with my family. Uh, thank God, like my family is, is healthy, safe. Uh, so we're blessed for that. Um, but I, I do have a brother that works in the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, he's a respiratory therapist. So um, that kind of like made me understand how serious this pandemic is because he sees and um, helps a lot of people that are going through hard times with COVID right now. So uh, my, my advice to people out there is like take this pandemic serious uh, because you don't, you don't want to lose like your loved ones over, over this situation right now. Oh, no. Yeah. And moving forward, Ken, uh, yeah. what do you think? Can you guess, you know, will, will we all go back to normal? And oh, yeah, in your yeah. industry, too, in fashion, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's so yeah. drastically changed, yeah? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We just have to be really patient right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer of, like, team effort. Um, man, if, if we do it as a team and if everybody listens and kind of participates on the things that, well, all the little things that we have to do, uh, we'll, we'll get right back there. And, and when, when things are like up and running again, it's going to be like 100, 100% better than what it was previous years, right? So, um, but right now we just kind of have to like be patient and be really nice to each other. That, that's very important. So my last question is, what are you going to make for me next? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. getting really yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come up with something for you. Um, yeah, we'll, we're we're going to have to like kind of sit down and kind of like pick your brain a little bit because I want it to be a little bit more of you, mm -hmm. but at the same time with a little bit of, of my pizzazz in it too. So, yeah, I got of you. Course. I, get you. <laughs> I know, Ken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you. We all love you. And thanks so much for taking this time. 
And uh, we can hardly wait to what you're going to create next. Ken Lozano, Sartorial Funk, Aldo Formalwear, you're wonderful. Love you. Thank you. Okay. Looking to highlight your hairstyle with some glitz and glamour? Well, you'll love Birch Accessories. They are unique in design and quality without the high-end price. Express your personal style to the world with these beautiful and affordable pieces. Order online at verdesalon.ca or birchaccessories.ca and use NEW10 for 10% off your first order. It's always nice to share a really, really wonderful story. And this truly is. It brings music, it brings people, and it creates a kind of connection. So I want to welcome, once again, Adrian Sutherland, uh, Jolie L'Esperance for the first time on Hewitt Home, and my good friend Rosanna Schick. And I'm going to go to Rosanna first because, uh, wow, I mean, it's just been crazy, crazy times, um, you know, especially for musicians, especially for the arts and culture. And somehow you always manage a team to come and perform and do incredible things. So Respect the Gift is an incredible music video featuring Adrian Sutherland. And uh, I want to know the story behind this whole video and uh, the music, too, as well. So let's start with Adrian, since you are the singer-songwriter. Well, uh, thanks for, for uh, having me back again. Uh, yes, it's certainly a very, very uh, difficult time for a lot of people, especially uh, in, the, in the arts uh, community. Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was certainly a challenge when everything came to a halt for us. Um, we had to adjust and kind of adapt to the times to try to keep some of the music projects that we had been juggling at the time to keep them moving forward and Respect the Gift actually was a song that was already written and recorded uh, last year just before we were full-blown pandemic and it was almost maybe not even a few weeks after um, the song was complete uh, the recording of it anyway, it started to look like um, we were starting to move into that whole, that whole crazy, uh, the crazy, you know, uh, the crazy times we're seeing now. Um, yeah, so it's, it, we sat on it for a while and uh, the, the whole idea of the song was, was really about um, sharing the gifts that we have uh, as human beings and, and whatever that may be. Uh, in, in our case, it's it's music and wanting to share music and, and bring out positive messages uh, through our music with and share that with as many people as we can. Wow. And dancers, Rosanna, you are the video producer amongst other things too as well. But uh, the whole concept for the video, how did that all begin? Well, once Adrian had recorded the song and we, we had to listen to it, we realized it was a great dancing song it just had a really good vibe and we thought wouldn't it be cool to make a dance music video so that became our goal right from the beginning and then of course when the pandemic started we realized that making a dance video would be very challenging especially doing something on location that would be interesting enough to hold somebody's attention for the duration of a video we decided that the best approach would be if we could shoot some dancers and then animate the video and, uh, and luckily we worked with Justin Stevenson before, he's the animator on this project. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he loved the idea. So we came up with the idea of uh, doing a silhouette style dancing um, you know, presentation mm -hmm. in front of the blue screen. And then he could 
animate in the background any kinds of designs that he wanted to add. And we kind of liked the idea of a 70s sort of retro groovy vibe. Mm -hmm. And he loved it too. So he just decided to run with that. So then all we had to do was find the dancers. Um, <laughs> we decided to shoot it here in Manitoba because we have the Chroma Ranch and we had a facility at our that was accessible to us because of a colleague that I have here in the film industry. Mm -hmm. So we... Um, we got permission to shoot there. We hired a small crew. We booked a date, and then we went looking for dancers and did a call out on Facebook. Got um, about a dozen auditions, and you know, five of them just jumped out at us. And those are the five that we went with. And that's a great segue into Jolie Lesperance. Welcome, Jolie. I guess Hello. yes. Okay, so fill us in. What was the experience like dancing oh. in this video and blue was, screen? So you're yeah. It's just you. Yeah, uh, it was very interesting on so many levels. I mean, uh, being a, a part of an artistic project during these times is just very interesting to begin with. How it all lined itself up, you know, I I do an audition and you just kind of release it to see what happens. And 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 uh, I the conduit through which it came, how I found out about the audition wasn't through Facebook. It was actually through a friend who said, hey, I'm auditioning for this thing. Do you want to audition too? And I went, that sounds great. I teach dance to, to kids, so I had a, I had studio time, so I was able to get in there and just kind of throw something out. And again, I went, it all kind of happened. I found out about it. I did the audition. I let it go. And then I went, oh, okay. And I hadn't heard anything. And then right before it was about to happen, I heard, hey, we would like to have you come in. And my mind couldn't quite wrap around it, but it did. And then I went, oh, okay. So now my Saturday is going to be this. All right. And so then I was just, my forward momentum towards it after hearing the song. And I, I want to tell you, Adrian, I was telling um, Tracy and Rosanna that your song has become my internal theme song. I hear respect the gift all the time in my head and it's fantastic and I really appreciate it because I love that flavor of music. I love the message. So all of it, like the song, you as an artist, Aaron, Rosanna, just the whole situation felt like just a great big love in, you know, just like, let's love art. Let's love dance. Let's try this new thing. Let's still keep on being creative and, and moving forward with it, even when everything around is kind of saying, oh, no, shut down. Don't do anything, you know? So I felt very blessed to be a part of it. And it was it was really, really great. And, and dancing on the blue screen was also very interesting because you just, when you're used to, as a performer, being seen totally, like make a pair, the whole deal, and you get out there, it was so freeing to just go, oh, all I have to do is dance. This is great. And then whatever part of me will be taken for it. That was the other interesting part. You just don't know what you've done, what will be used out of it as well. And so, or, or what will be valid for the through line of stuff. So you just let it go and you trust. And it was really great. And I was really honored to be a part of it and had a lot of fun. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there any special moments for you, Jolie? on the set yep. or throughout this video? Yes, there was, absolutely. I had a specific moment where I had a major dream remembrance that I had been there standing in the blue screen, looking around and going, whoa, I, I totally had a dream. And I had to say it out loud to everybody. I just said, thank you everyone for being a part of my deja vu because I've been here before. And so it was a, for me, it was a real spiritual moment because I went, whenever I have one of those moments and they do happen in my life often, it's like a little signpost saying you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. You're part of a good thing. It's it's it all just is an affirmation of it being a really special 
project, a special moment, a special mm -hmm. integration. And so, so yeah, that was so Aaron, I wanted to tell you that because it was quite powerful for me because we didn't, this is the first time I'm getting to meet him. So I'm really, I'm honored about that too. And to say thank you for, thank you to Rosanna, thank you to Aaron and thank you Tracy for having me <laughs> be a part of this because it really was just, it was a gift for me to be a part of it. So, so that's what I wanted to, to share as well. And I physically, I have a little bit of low blood pressure and I gave it so hard for those, the, the times that we did it, that I actually just had to lie down on the floor for a second and gather myself. Cause <laughs> so, so that was another, I went through a physical journey as well. Cause you go hard for however many minutes and the, you know, three, three run throughs of the full song and then they just gather whatever visuals they can. And so it was, it was a lot, it was beautiful. And I'm, and like I said, I'm really glad to have been a part of it. So Aww. that's my perspective. <laughs> well, Adrian, that uh, must make you feel pretty proud. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just been a, a wonderful experience since the beginning from when the song was introduced from in the songwriting uh, stage, right from the recording and then getting the mixing done and then getting the idea of making a dance video. Uh, that whole process, again, was very fun to kind of walk through and be a part of the decision making and the end, the end result uh, couldn't be more wonderful. It's just uh, such a great video and all the people that were involved in this made it what it is and made the song even come to life more. So Adrian, when we first met, um, you had a band like Midnight Shine and now you're doing you know, a few more solo projects. Which do you like better, band, solo, or is it all both good? Well, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some good that comes with uh, both both uh, sides, the solo and the full band. Uh, there's also some other stuff that, I guess, not so good stuff that may come along uh, with both sides of it. I, I missed, I missed the band, mm -hmm. um, performing with the band, traveling with the band. Uh, when I first started stepping away from the band again, uh, it was it was a little bit nerve wracking to to get up on stage by myself mm -hmm. uh, because I no longer f I felt really naked, you know, up there by myself again. And it was just me and nobody else and everyone was, you know, watching. So, <clears throat> but it's been good. You know, I like the, the, the ability to, to, to go out and branch out on my own and create music, uh, you know, that may, perhaps maybe I feel isn't, isn't quite uh, in the vein of Midnight Shine style. Um, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, gives me that uh, ability and that freedom. Uh, and also to work and collaborate with other people that uh, are interested in wanting to work with me. It's just been a, a real wonderful experience, I think, uh, and a good learning experience for me as well. Um, and yeah, I want to continue working as a solo artist for a little while, uh, since I can't get together with my band anyway for any time <laughs> soon, it seems. Yeah, no, very, very true. And you know, maybe a question for both Adrian and Rosanna is sort of where music is going. And especially in these times, I guess, Rosanna, to release a video that is fun, that's full of hope and respect, you know, especially right now where respect is maybe a forgotten word. How important is it to keep on doing these things and sending out these messages? Oh, I think it's very important to be sending out positive messages today. As we all know, it's been a really challenging year for everybody, no matter what industry you work in. It's been particularly hard in the arts um, for mm -hmm. musicians and artists who are used to touring and who need that interaction with fans in order to advance, you know, advance their career. 
and um, and it's just been you know a lot of hard times for people. So to see something happy and bright and positive and fun and upbeat, like we've been getting a lot of messages from fans and friends who are saying the video you know brings a smile to their face, and you know they played it for their mother and their mother loved it and. You know, it reminded their cousin of like the 1970s. And so it's been a lot of really fun, positive messages. And it feels really good to be able to have that um, kind of impact on people at a time like this. Yes. Well, and Jolie is a perfect example of being part of something like that. Mentally, it makes such a big difference. Right, Jolie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, 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 my preference is to be involved in projects that are uplifting, that are going to be... Um, you know, supporting people in finding their joy, you know, and finding places to go, all right, I bring your heart up, you know, expand your ability to to bring your heart to situations and, and also know that there's other people too around who have that same, you know, to get into a, a community of people who really want to also do that, you just, you shore each other up and we all rise together. And that's, that's something that I find very important. So that's why I think this song and its message and everything is so exactly what we need to hear right now. Just respect the gifts that you have, what's what's flowing around you and and enjoy it and share it. And I that's, yeah, that's why I was really happy to be a part of this project for sure. Oh, well, and to wrap things up, Adrian, to you, um, you know, you live in a remote community and you've done so much for yourself, obviously a role model. Um, the power of music and how do you explain that and share that with the young people today and the importance of it too? I guess first and foremost, uh, I would probably start with uh, music for me has always been a way to, to kind of get through some of the more, you know, more challenging things that uh, I have to endure growing up in such a you know, far remote community in the north uh, that has its own set of challenges. And, uh, you know, I've used that um, as an outlet. I used it to um, kind of help myself, uh, you know, kind of uplift, uplift myself out of some of the situations that I had to, to grow up in and experience. And even today, like, there's a lot of things that I'm still encountering by, you know, by living here. And it, it's, it's, really, it's really difficult. And I think music is always, for me, it's something I get to go and do and to express myself, to, ex- to express my emotions, to express what's, what I'm feeling and just get rid of that, you know, and get it out there and put it out into the world. Um, that's such an important thing is to express what what what, what someone is feeling and, and not keeping those things in. Um, you know, and, and it's also a way for me now, um, you know, it's been it's been a real grind for the last 10 years and uh, um and, and it's starting to to be it, it, to me. I can kind of see um, how far I've come now with the music. And when you look back and you and you look at, oh wow, you know, I didn't realize how much ground we covered in the last ten years. But man, it really is a lot. And we've been able to come this far now. Um, and it you know, it's it is a difficult industry to to survive, and even more so now. It's just you know, it's it's almost impossible to kind of to look ahead and to see any kind of positive. Um, things on the horizon, but uh, you know, I m- remain optimistic and continuing to, you know, make sure music is a big part of my life still today. I mean, I come out here every day and I do music. Um, I'm at home, so uh, that you know, there's a good balance there right now, and uh, I feel like I'm in a really comfortable place. Well, and we love your new studio. 
it, uh, yeah, like uh, Rosanna was filling us in. So that's your own recording studio. Uh, turned it into a, a trailer, now recording studio, so you're well on your way. And you know what? Thank you so much for sharing your gift. Uh, it's Respect the Gift. We'll show you the video for sure. The video is spectacular. Thank you, Rosanna, as always. Amazing work. And let's keep in touch. And maybe, you know, one day filming will obviously start again. And Adrian will be coming back to Winnipeg for a concert. And Jolie and I will be in the audience dancing. <laughs> 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 oh, well, thank you so much, everybody. Enjoy your day. Respect the gift. Adrian Sutherland and Rosanna Schick, Dynamite Duo. Okay, thank you so much. say a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question what is the first music artist that you want to see live in concert we want to know so send us an email to hello at i like or message us on facebook and instagram at i like you but for now stay safe and healthy and we'll see you next time on hue at home Listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com.
Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.